Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Celebration Church online, um, wherever you are watching from. I'm so glad that you could join us um, this morning for this service. And yeah, I've got something that I want to share, but I just want to pray quickly. So wherever you are, um, let's just pray. So Father God, I thank you so much that you are God and you are King um, and you are in control of all things. And I pray that um, your peace will reign over people's situations, wherever they are sitting and um, wherever they are watching or listening from. Father God, I just ask that you come and you just impart your peace and your perfect peace and your perfect love into their situation. Father, I pray that we have open ears and open hearts to hear what you have to say to us today um, in your precious name. Amen. Um, so today I'm excited to share with you, like I said, from wherever you're watching or listening from, um, not going on with anything specific in terms of themes or series that we're doing. I kind of wanted to share something that's maybe a little bit personal, I guess, from the season that I'm currently walking through and walking in, and it's this whole idea of peace. Um, so I just wanted to read just really quickly the definition of peace. So peace in the Bible, what we're talking about, because peace could be defined as, you know, um, lack of war or you know those types of things in terms of like a natural sense but peace in the word of god um, comes from the word shalom which means completeness success fulfillment wholeness harmony security and well-being um, and it says in romans 14 verse 17 for the kingdom of god is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit and this whole idea of peace, like I said, it's kind of, I guess, a personal thing with what I'm, the season I'm in at the moment. And not even just me, but I feel like at the moment, there's a lot of conversations that I'm having with people. There's a lot of people that are going through different things, different trials, different hardships, and it could be anything from breakups to financial stresses to health issues. And I think sometimes we can live in this bubble of, you know, it's only me, this whole like, oh, boo, boo, woe is me, God. Like, I'm just like struggling here. And in my conversations with people recently, there's just been this theme of the just, everyone is going through something, right? Even wherever you're sitting, whatever, you know, your situation is at the moment, I guarantee that your world is not perfect and sunshine and roses. Um, and that's okay because I love that he promises to give us peace. And I love that that verse in Romans says that his kingdom is one of peace, that that is something that we have access to no matter what our situation, no matter what we're going through. Um, so this whole idea of peace, and it says in 1 Corinthians 4.33, for our God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. Our God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. And so I just wanted to speak that into your situation wherever you're at at the moment, that he's not chaos, he's not wayward, he's not distress, he's not fear, he's not anxiousness, he's not all, all of these things. It says that he's a God of peace. And so let's just kind of have a little look into that. Um, and I can kind of share, I guess, a couple of testimonies along the way of, I guess, what I think peace is, what my, what my revelation of peace is now becoming. Because I think sometimes we think that 
there's this notion of, okay, well, peace is a lack of war. It's a lack of chaos. It's a lack of hard times. And it's when everything's easy and when it's everything's, you know, kind of calmed down and settled. And I think the more that I'm walking with God, especially in my current situation and season, the more I'm like, peace is not an absence of those things at all, but it's more of a deeper revelation and a deeper understanding of who he is in those situations. So we're not looking for, you know, something where it's all just easy and cruisy and nothing's going wrong, but it's actually almost the opposite that when you are in seasons where you feel stressed, where you feel pressured, where you feel overwhelmed, that that is where peace can be at its brightest and most um, impacting in our lives. And I wanted to read this verse and you know, this is from the um, Passion Translation. It's just a paraphrase. If you want to look up in the Amplified or the NIV or the New American Standard, feel free. Um, but I love the way that um, the Passion just kind of, I guess, emphasizes certain things. And I think that for me and my personality, it's like, it's, I feel like it's me. Like when I read it, I'm like, yes, like it's so like extra and I love it. Um, so Philippians 4 verse 6 to 8, and I wanted to read it in this translation as well, because I think if you've been in church for any amount of time, you would have heard this. And a lot of you can probably quote it as well. Like, um, but this kind of rephrases it a little bit. So it says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Just in this verse, I just wanted to kind of break it apart a little bit. So the first bit, it talks about don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Yeah. And that's our day-to-day -day life, like I said, even in my conversations with people recently, you know, it can be relationship stuff, it could be financial, it could be pressures of work, pressures of family, pressure of health. You know, we are in a world at the moment where we can so easily be pulled in every direction. And some of you might be feeling like this at the moment. Even in my situation, I described to somebody, I kind of feel like butter, like spread really thin across toast, where it's like, there's so much going on and I feel so stretched at the moment. But it's like, we, we all have that opportunity that that can be our life, that that can be, you know, what we are going through. But it says, don't be pulled in all different directions or worried about anything. What's the opposite of it? Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God and overflowing gratitude. I love this bit. Tell him every detail of your life. So in this verse, we see there's this opportunity for us to be stressed, worried, fearful, turning on the news, hearing bad reports, you know, all of these things going on. But the opposite is actually we have a response in that season to have a choice. We all have a choice to respond with prayer, to respond with, do you know what? There's all these things going on in my world, but I have an opportunity to actually just tell God every detail of my life, to give him all of it, to tell him my highs, my lows, my good, my bad, but be in that constant communication with him. That's number one. Our first choice is to make it about that. 
And then I love this, it says, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And that, like you cannot explain that peace until you've you've had a, an experience like that. Like I remember, I've, I've said this before, I've had the privilege of growing up in church my whole life. And, you know, I've heard this verse and my mom was like the one that she always used to quote this verse to us growing up. And we actually went through a season with her and I've, I think I've shared it before, I've, some of you would know, that um, she had a brain aneurysm. So this is maybe I was... I don't know, 21, 22, I think around then. Um, so a couple of, obviously a couple of years ago. Um, and I was up in Sydney, I was at Hillsong College. And I remember getting this phone call from my sister and she's like, mum's been taken to hospital. They think she's had a stroke. Um, and so I was living with Jen at the time and we started driving down. And I remember just being like, like, you know, again, you just think this never happens. Like this I, you never expect it to happen to you. You never expect it to happen to your family. You never expect it to happen to your mum. And I remember we were driving down and, you know, Jen was praying for me and I was stressed. Like, I'm going to be real. I didn't have this peace. I wasn't like, it's all good, God. Like, I trust you. Like, I was like crying. I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how bad she was. We got to the hospital and the surgeon pretty much said like, look, it's really bad. We have to do emergency brain surgery. It wasn't a stroke. It was an aneurysm. Um, go home because there's like nothing really that you can do. So we went home and then my dad got a phone call and the surgeon like had gone and assessed the situation then had actually stepped out of the operating theater to call my dad. And I, he said, look, it's really bad. And people younger than your wife haven't survived this bad in terms of like the bleed inside of her brain. And pretty much the surgeon was saying to my dad, look, you need to prepare for the worst because this really doesn't look good. And I remember dad hanging up the phone and told my sister and I, and I was like, obviously like, you know, you don't want to hear that your mum's going in for emergency brain surgery and that the surgeon himself is concerned and it doesn't look good. And it was the most bizarre thing. And I can't explain it any way other than being like, it was just him. I remember like we hugged and we, we, you know, dad and Ange and I, we, we hugged and we prayed about it and we went to bed and I remember lying in bed that night being like talking to the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, like, let's just like refocus and put this all in perspective. Okay. I might wake up in the morning and not have a mum. Like, this is like the severity of the situation. Like this is, you know, I'm in my twenties, I'm not married yet. I haven't had kids yet. Like all those things that you want your mum to be there for. I was actually going, okay, this actually might not be my future. And this peace, I can't even like, yeah, that Philippians four peace of just, I've got you. And I remember that night just feeling, it was just like he was holding me, just this overwhelming sense of it's all good, God. No matter what happens on the next, in the next day, when I wake up in the morning, when the sun rises, I have this peace that you've got me and you love me. And you know what? I slept like in the most bizarre season where I should have been tossing and turning and waking up being like, has she got out of theater yet? I remember falling asleep and falling asleep with that perfect peace that surpasses understanding that it's not actually about what makes sense 
what's logical, what I'm being faced with. You know, like I said, it's not in the absence of, of drama or in the absence of war, or in the absence of tough times, but it's actually in the midst of it that that peace is the brightest and is the most comforting. And I remember sleeping, actually falling asleep. And then I remember dad waking us up early in the morning by a miracle. Mum was fine. The surgery had gone for, you know, longer than it was supposed to. But at the same time, everything had gone amazingly. And, you know, to this day, my mum watched me get married. She is now in love with my son. She gets to be a nana to my beautiful boy. And so all those things that I thought we were going to miss out on, my mum is experiencing it and she's happy and she's healthy and it's just a miracle in itself. But that thing of sometimes it doesn't make sense and it doesn't mean that God's not in those situations and God's not in those seasons, in those times where you actually don't have human words, where you don't have human logic, where you don't have human understanding. It doesn't mean that he's not there. And that's the beautiful thing about this piece. And then I love that it says that it will guard your heart and your mind. It will protect you like it did that night for me. You know, it protected my heart, it protected my mind to the point where I could fall asleep and I was restful and I was peaceful. That is the beautiful thing that peace does. But then in the next bit of the verse, it's really interesting. It's almost like it's this gift that is given to us, but we then have a responsibility what we do, what we do with it. And it says, um, carrying on in verse eight, it says, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. So it's almost like then we have the responsibility to take captive our thoughts and to focus them on him because peace is something that I feel like it needs to be tended to, it needs to be cared for, it needs to be not then thrown out into the chaos and into the confusion or in the big conversations of what if this, what if this. When you get that gift of peace, it will guard your heart and your mind, but then you also have then a responsibility, what you do with it, what you are doing with your thoughts, what you are doing with your confession, what you are doing with your um, focus and your attention. I believe, like I said, that peace is kind of two things. So it's a gift. I think that we can get given a portion of peace, um, like something supernatural. And I mean that by in John 14, verse 26 and 27, it says, this is Jesus talking, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let, your, let it be fearful. And again, in the Passion Translation, um, when Jesus says, peace I leave with you, the translation actually says, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world. Like I said, in the absence of war or when stuff's going good, then it's peace. When stuff's going bad, then there's no peace. But my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. I think that peace is a gift and I think it's something that Jesus has given us. I think that it's something that even I love that at the beginning of that verse 26, it says, I will send you a helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. Jesus understands that we are 
fragile. He understands that we are not always going to get it right all the time, that we are going to be in seasons where we are anxious, we are fearful, we are worried, we are concerned. And that's totally normal because you're a human. You're not supposed to be a robot. Like you're supposed to feel your feels like you're actually supposed to have emotions. They're a gift from God. But I love that he says, I'm sending a helper, the Holy Spirit. And then the following verse, he says, and I give you this gift of peace, this beautiful gift, not as the world gives, not, not a peace that comes and goes, that shifts and change, but a peace that is perfect. And I love that. I love that that's what Jesus promised. And so I think that there's that. I think that it's a gift that we have access to. But then, like I said, I kind of mentioned at the beginning, you know, I'm going, we're, our little family, our little holiday family is probably in like one of the toughest seasons that we've been in, in like a really long time. Um, and even through it, like it's so interesting because obviously when they say, you know, when it rains, it pours, it's like everything comes at once and you're like, come on, God, where's a little bit of like a breather? Where's a little bit of like a break in the clouds? But it's all good. And I think we had a situation where, you know, I had a bit of a tough day and was processing some stuff and we were waiting on some test results to come back for a family member. And I was lighting the fire, as you do, because we have a beautiful fireplace. I was just talking to the Holy Spirit about it. And this was only like a couple of weeks ago. I was just processing with the Holy Spirit and, you know, that internal struggle, like I said, of you're still human, you're still going through stuff. So you still feel the feels. But then at the same time, it's that whole thing of, yeah, but the peace and I trust you, God, and all that. And so I was lighting the fire and I was talking, talking to him about it and I was watching the flames. And then I heard him say, and I was, you know, processing all this stuff and I heard him say, kind of like in the, when he talks to his disciples, he says, he said to me, do you trust me? I was like, of course I trust you. Like I've walked with you for years and I've seen you do incredible miracles. And, you know, I've seen, like, I know you, you're, you know, of course I trust you. And he's like, okay. And that was it. And I was like, okay. And I kind of was even a bit like, you're not really answering my prayer here, Jesus. Like, it's not really like, I'm not, don't like want an answer through a question, you know, and it's like you're praying and you're like pouring out all your heart and stuff. And it's just this simple, like, do you trust me? And I was like, okay. So I kind of was like, anyway. And then like, you know, you go back into like your rambling and your, your conversations with God. And, and then he said again, do you trust me? And I was like, yes, of course, I trust you. Like, you know, you kind of get like a little bit annoyed. And then he's like, you'll find your peace in your trust. And I was like, ooh, okay. And so the second point that I kind of want to make is I think peace is a gift that we get given. It's a portion. It's a supernatural, you know, grace. But then I actually think as well, peace is a person. And the amount of peace that we have in our current situations can sometimes be a reflection of our trust. And I know that that's really difficult to hear, but for me in that moment, it was like this fresh revelation of going, actually God, literally, like I trust you. I trust you beyond anything, beyond what any doctor can say, beyond what any specialist can say. I can trust you above and beyond. And that is peace because my trust and my peace is a person. It's Jesus. I trust that he's good. I trust that he's kind. I trust that at the end of the day, he has the absolute best for me. And so that moment of recognizing my trust is in you, Jesus. And then that 
gives me that level of peace. And I want to read this. It says in Isaiah 9 verse 6, it says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Your peace is a person. Your peace is found in your trust when it comes to Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We can trust that person. We can put our hope and our all in him because we know that he is going to always have our best, always move towards us with love, always move towards us with compassion. Like I said, it doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that things are going to, you know, all, all of a sudden clean up and it's all going to be sunshine and roses. But let me ask you, wherever you're at, do you trust? Do you trust him? Do you trust that he's good? Do you trust that he's kind? Because I think that when you understand those things, it's easy for you to get that sense of peace because you're like, do you know what, God? Kind of like what I did that night with my mum. It doesn't matter. If I wake up in the morning and I don't have a mum, that's going to be heartbreaking. Yeah. But I trust you. I trust that you're good. I trust that you're kind. I trust that you love me. And like I said, I think we need to be careful that it's not, we can't define our peace by if we feel, like if we have emotions, if we have moments of sadness or moments of grief, or that, that's not a, that's not a um, litmus test of your peace. Because I think we're human. Like I said, we have emotions, we have feelings. That's something that's so normal for everybody. So it's not about desensitizing yourself from your emotions. And if you're emotional one day, then, oh my gosh, maybe I don't have peace anymore. And then it's all fretting. Um, it's not about that. It's about understanding that, but also being like, do you know what? My spirit person, my human emotions, they can feel all the feels, but my spirit person, what do I know deep down to be truth? What do I know deep down to be life? What do I trust deep down of who God is and what he has for me? And then when you center that and you go, actually, yep, yeah, it's all good. You can still have your cry. You can still shed your tears. Trust me. I've probably shed more tears like in this, like the last little that I ever have before. Like that's all good. That doesn't mean that I don't still have that portion of peace and that portion of rest. Um, and just really quickly in finishing, just practically, like you might be hearing this and going, yeah, cool. That's all really great, Charlotte. But how do I even get peace? Um, Allow yourself time to switch off. Allow yourself time to turn off the news, put down your phone, stop the conversations, stop the Googling, like, and just give yourself a moment to breathe. Whether that's sitting down in worship, whether that is reading the word, whether that is just going outside. I love, like, that's, you know, something that I do all the time. I go outside and I just sit. Today, I was literally lying in the sun with my hands and my feet both on the ground because I'm like, I want to feel nature. Like I want it, that's like my thing of like that grounding sense of being in nature, looking up at the sky, realizing that the world is big, a beautiful sun, he was crawling around me, laughing at like, I don't know, silly things that he was finding on the floor, like on the ground around me, he was crawling all like, and that moment of just being like, it's all good. Like, let's just center. So have moments like that practically. Have moments where you have the right people that are speaking into your life. Because like what that verse said, where it talks about the peace that surpasses understanding and it guards your heart and your mind. And then it says, 
then you need to fix your thoughts on what is pure, what is true, what is lovely, what is honorable, what is noble. It's then a responsibility to you. So if you have moments of God where you got moments with God where you sit with him and you receive that peace, you receive that sense of it's all good God, I've got like you've got me no matter what comes in this season, like it's all it's all okay. But then you go out and you talk to somebody who's like Henny penny, like the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and then it's like, oh my gosh, my piece is robbed. Like, be smart. Like, even as that sounds silly as that sounds, be practical. Like, be smart with who you allow to speak into your life. Be smart with who you like, what you watch, what you give your focus to, what you give your attention to. You know, if some of you guys are going through financial struggles, some of you are going through things that are really difficult, that are actually a huge challenge in your world at the moment. Make sure that you're guarding who has access to your heart in this season. Make sure you're guarding who, you know, is speaking truth and life into you. Make sure that it is people that, you know, are affirming you and are encouraging you and are building you up. So they're kind of some practical things. Sit in worship, sit with the word, go outside and sit in nature. Stop listening to things that are going to cause you to stress and anxious and fear and all of that. Choose the right people to talk into your life. Choose the right people that can affirm you and encourage you and speak life into you. And honestly, sometimes I just need to like not like even like with worship with the word I know it sound like a little bit controversial on oh, no no I do read the word and worship but you know when you have those moments where it's like I don't need anything extra I just need you and you have those moments of just sitting in silence and it's like breathing you breathe in the breath of God and you just get so refreshed and so revived and that peace can come and honestly sometimes it's just a still small voice Sometimes it's just that sense inside of you. It doesn't have to be this, you know, hallelujah moment of, oh, now I have peace. Like it can just be that internal. I was talking to someone just on the weekend and they were like, I know when you have those moments and it's like, if it's noisy and if there's like stuff going on, you can't really hear it. But when you stop and you're still, and you kind of like dig real deep down in your spirit and you're like, yeah, there's a tiny little bit, like a tiny little seed of peace. That's all I need. And even as I were explaining, I'm like, I get that. Like I, and then, you know, you can go for, for months and you can have your chaos moments. You can have, your, you know, your trials and the things that you're going through, but then you come back to that moment of, nah, nah. But when I stop, when I listen, there's that little sense of peace. So it might even just be that for some of you. So just to kind of recap, peace is in the kingdom of God, like what we read. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Three beautiful things. Peace is who God is, for he is not a God of confusion, but of peace, 1 Corinthians 14, 33. And then that whole section, that beautiful Philippians 4, 6 to 8, about what peace is, guarding your heart and your mind that peace is a gift, that Jesus talked about giving us a help of the Holy Spirit, but that also he would leave us a gift of perfect peace, not like the world, but his peace. And that peace is a person, that it talks about it in Isaiah 9 verse 6, that his name is Prince of Peace. And so to receive that peace today, receiving the person of peace and understanding your trust in him and his love for you is what you help, what helps 
that understanding of peace in Jesus' name. So why don't I just pray for you um, before you go in Jesus' name. So Father God, I just pray for every single person listening. I pray, Holy Spirit, for those that are going through relationship troubles, financial troubles, health challenges, God, whether it's family members that need you, whatever is going on, Jesus, I love that you know and you are aware of every single person's needs and every single person's situation. And so I just pray, Holy Spirit, just as people are listening, that you will just um, impart just a fresh sense of your peace, a fresh sense of your love, a fresh sense of you holding them, saying that you've got them, no matter what the outcome, no matter what the journey ahead, that you hold them and you love them. And Father, I just pray for peace to reign in hearts today. I pray for peace to calm the chaos. I pray for storms that are raging inside of people's minds and people's hearts to just be settled in Jesus' name. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.